Happy New Year's and hello and welcome to the Real Life Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, William Carr. Here we are in another year and we have not escaped the grasp of the coronavirus pandemic. In fact, there are reports that in some areas it is getting worse. Prior to the coronavirus pandemic, most of the United States was and still is suffering from another pandemic. Since the coronavirus pandemic, this pandemic has grown into epidemic proportion. It is the elephant in the room. One conversation that most of us avoid is talking about mental health. In this conversation, I want to discuss the stigma associated with the discussion of mental health, mental health issues, and disorders. The first statement I will make is, I am not a licensed professional counselor. I am not a physician who is trained in working with mental health concerns or a licensed therapist. Secondly, if you have concerns about your mental health or the mental health concerns of a family member or someone you may know, seek the advice from a licensed professional. I recommend considering a professional Christian counselor. For immediate crisis or concerns, call the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call or text 988 or chat988lifeline.org. If you are a veteran, call the Veterans Crisis Line Dial 988, then press 1, or text 838-255. As a board-certified mental health coach, I will share basic information about mental health. There is a difference between a licensed professional counselor and a coach. In general, the licensed professional counselor has attended schools, and is educated in the field of counseling, has been accredited by the appropriate accrediting agency, has been certified by a state or federal regulatory board to practice, and can offer treatment and prescribe medication. A mental health coach listens to the client, walk with the client in the journey to becoming whole, come alongside the client as they establish goals and work with the client as they work toward those goals. The mental health coach acts as a bridge between family and the mental health care system, allows individuals with a serious mental health disorder to assess resources easily, quickly, and at no cost, allows individuals to manage their illness more effectively, help individuals grow closer to God, be a point on the health care continuum that currently does not exist, and assist church workers to get individual therapeutic and supported interventions needed to recover more fully. Not all mental health concerns are extreme, and the remedies are sometimes easily to achieve. 
A mental health coach should be aware of certain factors about mental health and be ready to refer a client to a licensed professional counselor for proper care. All matters discussed concerning mental health with the client is confidential and must not be disclosed without the written consent of the client. Confidentiality is guaranteed even if members of the client's family or employers pays for expenses you incur. It is especially important the class information is protected that is shared with you. Now, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What is mental health? Mental health can be described as social well-being, psychological well-being, and emotional well-being. How we act, how we think, and how we feel helps to control the way we manage stress, make choices, and relate to others. Our mental health is important from the cradle to the grave. Mental health from a positive perspective will include the following. Realize your full potential, work productively, cope with stress, make meaningful contribution to your community. There are ways to maintain positive mental health. Getting enough sleep, helping others, developing coping skills, get physically active, stay positive, or think positive all the time. Connect with others, and if you feel you need professional help, get it. Mental health disorders. Mental disorders is a person's thought, behavior, or the ability to relate to others, which is severe enough to require treatment or intervention to help the individual function normally. The majority of individuals with mental disorder receive no treatment. Those who do seek treatment are more likely to seek out clergy than mental health providers. If one has mood changes, difficult thinking, or behavior changes, you may be experiencing mental health issues. There are factors that can add to mental health problems. According to mentalhealth.gov, biological factors, life experiences, and family history of mental health problems are contributors. The good news is you can get better, and recover from mental health problems. Here are some warning signs about mental health problems. Feeling sad or down, confused thinking or re reduced ability to concentrate, excessive fears or worries, or extreme feelings of guilt, extreme mood changes and highs and lows. Withdrawal from friends and activities, significant tiredness, low energy or problem sleeping, constant fatigue, physical pain, professionalism, lack of emotion, and avoidance. If you have behavior of any of the following, you may be experiencing early warning signs. 
The notable signs are eating or sleeping too much, distancing yourself from people and usual activities, no energy, nothing mattered, unexplained aches and pain, feeling helpless or hopeless, drinking, smoking, or using drugs more than usual, experiencing mood swings that causes problems, hearing voices, thinking of harming yourself or others, inability to perform daily activities. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms, seek consultation. According to mentalhealth.gov, mental health disorders are common. The symptoms can add up to the level of a disorder. If these symptoms are more severe or last long periods of time, they can affect your functioning. Only a medical or behavioral health provider can diagnose someone. Here are examples of common mental health diagnosis. Anxiety disorder. Respond to certain objects or situations with fear and dread. Anxiety disorder can include obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, and phobias. Behavioral disorders. Behavioral disorders involve a pattern of disruptive behaviors in children that last for at least six months and cause problems in schools, at home, and in social situations. Examples of behavioral disorder include attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, conduct disorder, and oppositional defiant disorder, a.k.a. ODD. Eating disorder involves extreme emotions, attitudes, and behavior involving weight and food. Eating disorders can include anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating. Substance use disorders and mental health problems disorders sometimes occur together. Personality disorders. People with personality disorders have extreme and inflexible personality traits that are distressing to the person and may cause problems at work, school, or social relationships. Personality disorders can include antisocial personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. Mood disorder. Mood disorder involve persistent feelings of sadness or periods of feeling overly happy or fluctuating between extreme happiness and extreme sadness. Mood disorder can include depression, bipolar disorder, seasonal affective disorder, and self-harm. Obsessive compulsive disorder. If you have OCD, you have repeated upsetting thoughts called obsessions. You do the same things repeatedly to try to make the thoughts go away. Those repeated actions are called compulsions. Psychotic disorder. People with psychotic disorder experience a range of symptoms including hallucinations, 
and delusion, an example of psychotic disorder, is scarcely schizophrenic. Suicidal behavior. Suicide causes immeasurable pain, suffering, and loss to individuals, family, and community nationwide. Trauma and stress-related disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, can occur after living through or seeing a traumatic event such as war, a hurricane, rape, physical abuse, or a bad accident. PTSD makes you feel stressed and afraid after the danger is over. Those were just a few of the common disorders. There are many more, and some of these are more extreme than the one I just gave you. Now let's talk about some statistical data. The statistical data about mental health is staggering. That data paints a good picture about mental health, and the data reveals information that can be interpreted in the right way. Here are some statistical data and facts concerning mental health. Nearly 50 million, or 19.86% of American adults, experience a mental health issue in year 2019. 4.58% of adults report having serious thoughts of suicide. This has increased every year since 2011 through 2012. 24% of adults with a mental health issue report an unmet need for treatment. This number has not declined since 2011. More than half of adults with mental illness do not receive the treatment, totaling over 27 million U.S. adults. 11% of Americans with their mental illness are uninsured. The second year in a row that this indicated increased since the passage of the Affordable Care Act. 15% of youth experience a major depressive episode in the past year. Over 60% of youth with major depression do not receive any mental health treatment, even in states with great assets. One and three are going without treatment. 10% or over 2.5 million youth in the U.S., have severe major depression. This rate was highest among youth who identify as more than one race at 14.5%. Even among youth with severe depression who receive treatment, only 27% receive constant care. In states with the least excess, only 12% receive consistent care. And finally, 8.1% of children have private insurance did not cover mental health services, totaling 950,000 youth. I'm going to put a pin mark right here on this conversation. In the next episode, we will be talking about some of the myths that there exist on 
mental health issues. Until then, let's keep it real and we'll talk with you soon.